Welcome to a very special episode of A Secret to Everybody. This is episode 7, titled A New Voice. It's called A New Voice because this week you will be hearing a voice other than mine. That's right, my best friend Mikey G is here as a guest this week. Hello. And I thought you would like to know, he does not have a shirt on. Uh, he had surgery just a few days ago on his arm, and he has a big bulky thing holding his arm up so he cannot wear a shirt. I just thought you'd like to know that. He is feeling better, though. He's all recovered. He's not doped out or anything like that. We're excited to have him here, so I'm um, really glad to have him. We're going to talk about whatever comes to our minds this week. It'll be a lot more informal than I usually am. Uh, we haven't really rehearsed a specific topic or anything like that, so that'll be nice for a change. And we are kind of recording in a ghetto way. I'm in his garage, and he is in his den. We have two <laughs> different computers, and we're trying to mix it together. So we had a few different ideas about how it would work, and our mics are picking each other up, and it was kind of a mess. So this is kind of a test, a little bit different than what we usually do on the show. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. And let's get right to it. Have anything to say, Mikey G, or are we ready to go? Um, just want to thank Ben for having me on the show. It's pretty yeah, awesome really being good. able to do glad this. Glad to be here. Glad, glad, glad you're here. Cool to, you know, have something, someone else for a change. I'm oh, sure yeah. you guys glad to hear it. So I just want to go over a few, a few real quick things here, and then we're going to go on to our just talking about some stuff this week. Uh, I forgot to mention last week, I'm on startselect.net now, obviously. Uh, Start Select is on Facebook. You can like us. It's just facebook.com slash startselect.net. That sounds weird, but it works. Or just search startselect.net in your search bar. You know how it is now. And we're also on Twitter, at startselectsite. You can find us there. We'll be tweeting about the new episodes, articles we post, all that good stuff. And again, make sure to check out the other two shows on the site, uh, STA Show 2.0 and the Start Select Podcast. Both good shows. We're rocking it out. They're about 105 episodes in, so really awesome. Check them out, too, just like before. And I did mention we have a phone number now. It's 203-903-ASTE, we've been mentioning. Uh, as I've said, please call or text with any suggestions. I have had a few. My Uncle Randy and my dad have both texted in some suggestions for the shows, so thank you guys for that. I really appreciate it. Also, I thought I should let you guys know, I got a really weird voicemail this week from some random guy. I have no idea where it is, but I would like to play it. So here's that clip. It makes no sense to me, but here it is. And what's weird about that, uh, I got a text and I was like, what is this? And it was Google's transcript of the voicemail, and their best idea was, Ryan this and on there 529 hey. Which, when you listen to it back again, it's actually not a bad estimate. So it's up to you. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, I really don't know. What do you think, Mikey G? I, honest, I don't even know. <laughs> I have no I have no idea what that guy was saying. I, it sounded like a wrong number. I don't know if he was calling his mom or leaving Santa a message. I really don't know. But your guess is as good as mine, so feel free to listen to that again. And if you know this guy, give me a heads up, because apparently he likes the show or he has no idea what's going on. One last thing before we jump in here. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I did want to make you guys aware, because it's kind of a cool thing. If you have bought a football game from EA anytime since 2005, they actually owe you some money. Madden NFL games the NCAA football games, and the arena football games, which I've never heard of, but if you've bought one, those count too. They're all eligible. Basically what happened is, not going real deep into it, somebody about a year back sued EA because they had they claimed they had a monopoly on officially licensed football games, you know, like officially licensed by the NFL or whatever. So they said EA had a, had a monopoly on these games, and they demanded that EA pay some money back to the customers because they could charge whatever they wanted, you know how monopolies are supposedly work, all that stuff. So if you have any of, any of the Madden games or the games I mentioned from the PS2, GameCube, Xbox era... Each of those, you're going to get a refund of about $20, and each game from the PS3 360 generation will refund about $6. I'll have a link to that in the notes so you can see it. 
Uh, the deadline is at the end of May, I believe, so you have a little bit of time. Should be simple to, uh, to refund. All you have to do is enter your information, your email, street address, choose which games you bought, how many of each. You can submit up to, I think it's like $180 of the GameCube ones and somewhere around that of the PS3, Xbox 360 ones. So if you have bought a game, an EA football game, check that out. I will link that for you. It should be easy, and you can get a little bit of money back, so that's really cool. So we're going to jump into our topic for this week, kind of loose. We're just going to talk about random gaming memories, thoughts, anything that uh, me and Mikey G have. So to start off with, we were going to talk about Animal Crossing. Uh, we used to play this game all the time, isn't that right, Mikey G? Oh, yeah. yeah every, back at his old house. Every birthday party or party in, in general, just like every event, we would camp up in a room and just play good old Animal Crossing on the GameCube. Yeah, my, my mom got me this game in... Christmas for one year. I didn't know what it was. It was kind of weird. I remember it coming with a memory card, and that was really weird to me, but it's because the game took up so much space. But one of the biggest memories I have of Animal Crossing with Mikey G is on New Year's Eve, we would always go over to their house, and we would play the game, and it was always like a big deal because in the game, there was a countdown to the new year. You remember that? Mm-hmm. All the characters getting together with the fireworks and stuff. And so in the game, there was an actual countdown, and we would almost, like, neglect going outside to, like, bang pots and pans and stuff <laughs> because we wanted to watch Animal Crossing. You know, all the people talk about stuff and all the other things they were saying with streamers and everything you got. And I remember the one year, the clock... when You could change the clock in that game to whatever time you wanted. They called it time traveling. We found out that the latest you could go in that game was 2030 by the clock. So we figured, let's put the clock at 2030 on New Year's Eve and see what happens. We were, we were afraid the game was going to crash. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, if the game crashes, we can you can take my file or something. I was like, <laughs> I was like we were like scared that it was gonna corrupt our file or whatever. So we did that, and it actually turns out you can go past 2030. You just can't do it on the clock. I don't know why they did that. And I know in later games, like on the DS one, I believe you can go to like 2099 or something like that. So I don't know why 2030 was the date in the first one on the GameCube. But anyway, so that's kind of cool. So you can keep playing the game, but after that, you can't time travel. So if you're still playing the Animal Crossing GameCube out there. You should know that, because, I mean, 2030 is long, a long ways away, but that is true. I do Anything remember... about Animal Crossing? I do remember whenever you got Animal Crossing for the GameCube, uh, my sister wanted it really bad, and so we went to ENB Games and got and bought Animal Crossing, and we brought it home, and we opened it up, and there was no memory card inside. Like, they would put the memory card inside for you because the game took up right. so much space. And we got it, and there was no memory card for it, so we had to take it back. And, oh, I just remember that frustrating my sister so bad because she just wanted to play it really I bad. I vaguely remember that. That's weird, yeah, because you could play without a memory card, but, of course, it would delete everything you did. Yeah. And that was back when they actually used memory cards because that's how you traveled to someone else's town. You would put your memory card in A and their memory card in B, and then you could just travel to their town. And do you remember, do you remember Mikey G, that thing... When I was first trying to do that, there was a train station that let you travel to someone else's town, and it warns you, like, don't turn the power off when you're yeah. doing this. The first time I did that, I was younger when I came out, and I tried to travel to someone else's town, but there was no memory card, and so I freaked out, and I was like, I don't want to go to no town, even though <laughs> it was going you know, give me an error. I shut my system off, like, not during when it was saving, but, like, when I was on the train. When I turned it back on, I had a guy with no eyes, like a doppelganger. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, it was like a like it was like it was like the normal Animal Crossing character, but it was like he looked he had no eyes, and apparently that's what happens if you visited a town and didn't save. I think I actually started my town over when that happened because I was so freaked out by it. I was young, I didn't know. I also I remember something that was really annoying in the game was Rossetti. How yeah, if you what was it if you didn't save if the you game? Yeah, turn the game off that saving. Yeah, he would just nag to you about it 
Oh man, I always thought that was really annoying. I mean, it's a good way to get people to save the game and save all their progress, but like over time, it'd be really annoying. Yeah, I think that was used to combat like not. I want to say cheating because the game is what you make it or whatever, but I think that was used to combat against like hey, I didn't like the fact that I got stung by a bee or I lost the lottery or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you had Tom Book's lottery. I think that was the point of that. Like, I don't like the fact that this happened, so I'm going to reset. I think that was the deal with that. What was nice in Animal Crossing GameCube, though, is that you, there was a save and continue option that I believe was not in the other two games. So that, that was really nice because you could save and continue yeah. and keep going and not having to worry about quitting. Rossetti also, if you remember, he is an assist trophy in Smash Brothers Brawl. Which does segue into our next topic. We're going to talk about Smash Brothers. And what was it you remember about Smash Brothers, Mikey G, that was uh, the big memory there? Uh, um, after beating the Classic Mode or All-Star Mode, you could go into the credits and you could uh, you could be like in, what was it, a Star Fox ship? And you're just shooting the credits. I thought I always thought that was really cool. And Even though if, like, sometimes you didn't feel like doing it, you could just skip right through it, skip through the credits quickly. But sometimes if you're just, like, after feeling accomplished, you just beat it. You want to play through that because it's just really cool. It's just yeah something fun for the credits. I mean, they're getting their names out there, but they're also getting it in a fun way. Yeah, it definitely spruces it up. And it is nice you can skip it, but you know, it's a way to see everybody's names, like you said. Yeah, that's true. And it, it is fun to do, try to beat your high score or whatever. Yeah. And they, they changed that in Brawl as well because in Melee, it was the, the, the credits with the names and everything in Brawl it was actually all of the characters in the game the assist trophies the Pokemon and the all the trophies you'd collected thus far and you actually got coins for that to use to continue in the modes and also in the little shooter machine to get more trophies so that was a different way they changed it up and earlier before the show we were talking about trophies remember uh, we talked about when you beat the classic mode you get the, a trophy in the character which tells you about them, and then when you beat All-Star, you get, in Melee, when you beat All-Star, you get the trophy of the of a character in a different pose and a different color, and in Brawl, when you beat All-Star, you get the character's Final Smash trophy. Yeah. Right. And the Final Smashes are pretty cool. They Some of them were similar, like Falco and Fox. They had both had the well, yeah. Landmaster tank, right? But those are pretty cool. Was there anything else about Smash Brothers? Um... Also, I just remember playing or fighting against Master Hand. Oh yeah. And uh, there's yeah. like that. There's the one glitch where you could be Master Hand. I'm not exactly oh, yeah. sure how you could how you did that. Yeah, I remember. I, I found that after the I do, we we did that a couple a couple of years ago. I remember that finding that at, way after the game was out. It was some weird glitch. Like if you if you you had to have two controllers plugged in. If you put one controller like oh, you put one finger on the name entry screen I mean we did this remember yeah you put one finger on the name entry screen and then the other player put their finger on the back button and you both hit a at the same time it would like go into the it would go blue and go into the map screen and then you would pick something and then the second player would have master hand as their character and what was weird was if you remember when you finished like the little place where it would normally tell you what character you used and how you did, it would say Sheik for Master Hand. Yeah. And if you if Master Hand won the match, it would freeze and glitch up. So kind of weird, kind of cool. I heard if you, I think if you have a Game Shark, you could control him, but without it, it's kind of useless. Kind of cool little glitch though. So let's do this. Let's talk about. It's been a while since the last Smash Brothers game came out. I believe Melee was in 01 and Brawl was in 08. So it's new new Nintendo system. Wii U's been out for a while. There's a new Smash Brothers do, I would think. Who do you think are some characters you would like to see slash Nintendo might put in, Mikey? Um, 
That's a tough one, kind of, because they, they've used a lot of characters over the years, but also a lot of new characters have come out. Yeah, um, I think I think I think some of it is with the licensing issues, you know. I mean, yeah. some of them like like Ness from Earthbound. I didn't even I never knew who he was for a long time. Yeah, and like you always have your common people, obviously, like Mario and um, Luigi, cause just just because that's Nintendo and they right. have their own rights to that. But like they, I think they should. Um, you know what? Did they have Wario in Melee? Wario was in Brawl. Or Brawl. Yeah, he okay. was in Brawl. Yeah, he was he was more a Wario wear style. He didn't. I think there was actually uh, you could if you change his costume, you could make him look like Wario from the old Wario Land games. But if you by default he looked like the Wario wear Wario with like the helmet and all that, the goggles and that stuff. Yeah. So I'm trying to think like major Nintendo franchises like. Jeez, they can't do Banjo and Kazooie because Rare's owned by Microsoft, like we talked about last week. Uh, I I did like how they put Snake into it from Metal Gear Solid. I remember watching my yeah. dad play that as a kid, and uh, I always thought that was a really cool game. Just as a young kid, like seeing the graphics, I always thought it was pretty cool, and just the whole game yeah. in general was pretty cool storyline. How I actually just tried playing it a couple months ago on my PS2, but for some reason the disc might have got scratched, just uh, it would start up in the start screen and I'd go to do story mode and it just would freeze up and start, mm. go back to the beginning of the start screen. Which kind of made me mad, but... Yeah, it's a pain. Yeah, oh well. I guess, you could, I guess you could play it on an emulator if you could find it on one. True. Something like that. Maybe they have a collection for the PlayStation 3 or whatever. I mean, that is kind of cool on that note how they had Snake and Sonic in Brawl, but the same, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I guess you can only have so many out outer and characters that aren't from the Nintendo universe before it. It's not like Smash Brothers anymore because Smash Brothers is mainly a Nintendo thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was I was thinking like I'm trying to think of like like Contra characters maybe, um, stuff like that. But that's not that's Konami. That's not like Nintendo. Which Konami makes Metal Gear as well. But like what what I mean what are some core? I mean that Pit was one in Brawl that really. He was one of the odd ones because he hadn't been he hadn't been a Nintendo game forever. They have enough Kongs. Diddy and Donkey Kong is enough. Yeah. What are some other? I can't. Why can't I think of any? This shouldn't be this hard. Yeah, neither, neither can I honestly. Um, maybe maybe a character. Maybe like an Animal Crossing person. He could have some cool moves. Yeah, just like, just um, honestly, you know that'd be pretty cool if like they changed the skins or the color of like his uniform. How. It, uh, if you had just like a Animal Crossing person, just like a normal face, not one that like in the DS game you could change the face or change the features of the hair. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think it'd actually be cooler if he just had like from the original Animal Crossing, he had the horns on his head and just the the cap. Oh yeah, design. okay, yeah. So if I think it could just be like that, and um, just the some of the colors could be just some of the common skin or the common shirts that were in that game like or it could be like the the Ness or not the Ness Mr. Um, Saturn? No. Why can I not think of this? From Animal Crossing? Tom Nook? Tom Nook, yeah. yeah. Tom Nook's work work clothes. How oh yeah, the, yeah, the, the work shirt. Outfit, yeah. So like that could be one of the skins that he could have on for that or you know, just some, like, the one-ball shirt, or yeah. just some, some of those shirts. A, 
there's a lot of attacks you could have too, like the shovel, like like the smash attack. I mean, like the down smash attack could be him like swinging the fishing rod from left to right, and like the up smash attack could be like the net or something. There's there's a lot of things you could do, like throwing a weed, maybe like you pick weeds and animals. Oh bucket. yeah, that's a pretty cool idea, and that's an original Nintendo franchise. So I, I could definitely see that. Well, I I feel kind of dumb because we could, I thought we could pick more than that, but I guess not. So, um, if you don't have anything else, anything else for that or, nope. Okay, let's move on then. Um. We want to talk about Ocarina of Time just a little bit here. We played through this game together. When you got your GameCube, you had that disc, like the collector's edition. Was yeah, I got I got a GameCube. Let's see, when I was in second grade, and I got it for Christmas, and it came with um, Legend of Zelda collector's edition. It had every Legend of Zelda game on it, and including like a 30-minute trial of Wind Waker because that's whenever Wind Waker was just coming out. Yeah, and so it has Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, um, on it. Not all the games, the first, the just first a couple. Two. It of has, them. has the original Zelda from NES, and then the Adventure of Link. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't have Link to the Past for for the time. That was that was almost all of them, except for the Game Boy ones. So yeah, we played we played through there, and that was when you were a little bit younger. So we we kind of played through that game together. I love that game. I, I don't need to tell you guys that. I, you know you know that, but uh. Played through that game together. We loved that one. Not, not much to say about it, but that, that was a big moment for us, you know, kind of playing through that. Oh, yeah. Finding all the secrets, me explaining stuff, you know. I, I really enjoyed that. Going through the water temple and having the pause button freak out because the oh, pause yeah. so many stinking times for the to put the metal boot or the iron boots on and off. Yeah, and since the controller was different, you're using a GameCube controller, not a N64 controller. It was a little, little tougher. Not, not that much wise, but buttons were yeah, a little I, different. Yeah, which they thankfully remapped on the screen for you. Like, they changed the color, because, like, the NES, or not the NES, N64 had a green A button and the blue B button, I think. No, that's wrong. It had a blue A button and a green B, green B button. And so that was that's how it was on the N64 version of Ocarina of Time. And then on the GameCube, you had the green A button and the red B button. So they, they, they fixed it so that would help you out. And the C-Stick was nice, too, because I'm not a big fan of the C buttons on the N64 controller. I actually love the GameCube controller. I think it's really, really useful when... I like the way the buttons are positioned and stuff like that. Yeah. So another GameCube game that we were reminiscing about before the show we wanted to talk about is the Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, this was a good party game, you know, like uh, having it for the sleepover for the birthday and stuff. Main thing we, want, we remembered about this game is the annoying AI. Oh, yes. Uh, we talked about, yeah, what the races were. You know, when you start the, ra- the Grand Prix to win the trophies and stuff, and it's like the game picks, okay, we're going to have the Princess Peach Daisy combo always coming first and the Donkey Kong Diddy Kong combo always coming second and so on and like if you don't beat them you're going to be in trouble because they're going to keep coming in first that was such a pain mm-hmm. but it always felt so good when you finally beat it because you know you beat the cheap AI I hate games that are hard because of cheap AI but Mario Kart is a blast great co-op remember riding I'm doing the, the co-op because you can have two people on one cart in that game yeah and you could switch out like you you could be the driver and then I could be on the back doing the uh like the items. Right, and you can punch people on the back, too, which yep. is sweet. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I enjoyed that game. That was kind of a... No- each Mario Kart game is kind of cool, because like, each one does something different. Like, and the uh, N64 one brought like 3D graphics when the Super Nintendo one didn't have that. Double Dash brought co-op, and then Mario Kart DS was the first one to have the online play, which got huge. That was one of the first games that ever had Wi-Fi on the DS, which was really cool for its time. A lot of fun to be able to play that. It had a lot of replayability to the game. Yeah. 
you got nothing else for that. Let's keep moving on here because uh, we're, we're going kind of long, which is good. Which is good. Like I said, I want to have a kind of have this like a different atmosphere, a little bit more informal. Just talking about some stuff. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, James Bond Nightfire is another one, kind of a kind of on a GameCube kick here. A couple more after this too. Um, Nightfire. We played this at my birthday party a ton. This was our favorite because this was before Call of Duty and stuff, or when it was just getting starting to get big. That game was was crazy. It was a good uh, first we, person shooter. Right, we love to play. Remember that snow map? Uh huh. It was like the ski, the ski lift. Yeah, yeah ski lift. You could go down the mountain. Ride the ski lift. Yeah, it was great because you could change all kinds of stuff in that game too. Like different characters had different amounts of health. Um, you have that odd job. That's it. Odd job can throw his hat. That was a really fun game. We played all kinds of different modes, like capture the flag. We made our own stuff too. Like we did like all, only snipers, only rocket launchers. There was that. Remember that heat seeking rocket launcher? Yeah. That... Like after after you fired, you could steer with the C stick and stuff. That was so cool. That game was great. It was no Goldeneye, but I remember having a lot of fun with that game. Goofy fun. Oh yeah. Uh, just playing at birthday parties, we would just sit there and play that game for hours, just going. At oh yeah, each we other. have like a half an hour. Remember that? We have like a half an hour match, just to see like who like yeah. Oh, that was a great game. A lot of fun. You know, I mean, single player is not bad in that game either, but. Sometimes, sometimes couch multiplayer or bed multiplayer or whatever is just that sounded kind of stupid. I didn't mean to say that. Like couch multiplayer can just be the best, you know, when everyone's kind of together, like yelling at each other, slapping each other. That yeah. Kind of thing. Another, like, there's so many GameCube games here. Another one, birthday party memory, Donkey Konga. Oh yeah. We talked about our biggest, our biggest memory of this was I didn't even know anything about this game. It's kind of like Dance Dance Revolution on bongos. If you never played it, um, you know. Not, I wouldn't say popular music. It has it had a mix of like old stuff, like somewhat new stuff. I mean, the game came out in like '05. I think the newest thing it had on it was like all the small things, which came out in like 1999. So, not a lot of modern music. It had a lot of symphonies and stuff. Biggest thing we remember about this game is trying to earn friends, for, trying to earn coins for our friend John, because on that game, member you could unlock alternate like drum sounds. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Because it would like 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 the default was just like the boop boop boop, like the bongo sounds. You could yeah. unlock like the like the air uh, not the air drums, like the uh, the heavy metal ones, like Mario sounds. So he made he's like, yeah, you should play this. So I'm like sitting there playing the Pokemon theme because at the beginning, remember it had that like where it was like a hit it as many times as you can and get coins every time type deal at the beginning. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So he was like asking us to play through it a bunch of times. I remember that. I remember <laughs> playing the heck out of that game that day. Uh, the one song we would always play in that song was because we liked it so much. Was all the small things by Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, I remember that. That was like the the, the heavy, not, not not the heaviest, but it was like the most modern rock type song. You know? Yeah, it's a song that like all of us just adapted to in that game. Yeah. Plus, it was one of the, it wasn't that hard because that game. No. That game wasn't really that hard at all. There was a Donkey Konga Two, which I never played. Um, I remember the one thing that was kind of annoying about Donkey Kong, the first one that we had, is there, the songs faded out after like two minutes, which was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. I guess it was, I, I doubt it was a licensing issue because I'm sure they were able to use them, but I don't know if it was just like to make the game shorter. Because I mean, that's the one, one of the annoying thing about Dance Dance Revolution is it's like, the songs are short enough, so with Donkey Kong, that's like a two little two minute clip. It's like it's already over before it starts. Especially, it's kind of annoying because like in Dance Dance Revolution, there's so many difficulty levels and they're so many different songs that are hard or easier that it's it's hard to you know it's hard to find it's hard to stop playing or like I'm done with this game because there's so many different songs and so many different ways to play you know like with, with different difficulties and that kind of thing with Donkey Kong that was like okay I'm done because there was a mode where you could do it remember where it was like the memory match do you remember that yeah like you had to play you had to play through the entire song with no 
with no it, like there were the, there were drums to show you what to hit, but it didn't tell you what note to hit. So it was, it was kind of stupid. I don't know if we want to do that. <laughs> so our last game, our last game. Anything else for Donkey Konga or? Um, no. no. Okay. So our last Actually, game we're gonna talk about for Donkey Konga. Um, what you were just saying was the note. You just like I had to remember what you had to hit. You know that kind of reminds me of from um, WarioWare for the I want to say Game Boy Advance. Um, the first one. Yeah, I believe it was. I think it. I'm not sure whose boss game it was, but you had to. I don't know. This isn't really relevant to anything. Never mind. That's fine. I mean, if you want to say it, go ahead. No. Are you sure? Okay. Other than that, uh, SSX is our last game we wanted to talk about. We actually had the first one of this game on PS2. Do you remember that? It was just called SSX. Mm-hmm. And Moby Didn't was on the cover. Didn't have a lot of characters. Moby, but yeah, Moby's on the cover. I remember there was a guy called Hero in it, too. H-I-R-O. I remember thinking that was a weird name. Mm-hmm. That game was a lot less polished than SSX Tricky, which we had on GameCube. I remember my cousin Randy had that game as well. We we played a lot of that game. Yeah. We talked about it earlier. Did you want to talk about trying to get the master suit? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, trying to get the master suit. Invisible Good, suit sorry. that you would just once you were boosted up all the way with everything, you were like invincible and just basically doing tricks was like grabbing one of those boost, the trick boost or the speed boost, and you're constantly like you constantly have one of those on you at all times. That's basically what the master suit did for you. Oh yeah, yeah, and that yeah, I remember that, that map. I think Alaska was the last map. That was so crazy because you had to get like a ton of points from the tricks. So it was like you had to always hit those like three times, four times score boosters for doing tricks. And then when you finally unlock that master chrome suit, your stuff is all leveled up. But the thing is, it's a snowboarding game, so you're on snow, and with the chrome suit, it reflects what's around it. So your entire body is like chrome, but you're in snow, so you can barely see anything. So it's a cool idea, but it's like okay, once I unlock this. I don't want to use it because I can't see anything. So the chrome board was cool because it gave you better stats, but this chrome outfit was kind of stupid because you couldn't see yourself. But you had other people to rank up like we did. We tried to give everybody the master rank. And, um, so if there's something else, Mikey G has a game he wants to talk about, an Xbox Live indie game. So take it away, man. Uh, this game, Fortress Craft, pretty good game. It's basically Minecraft, but downsized extremely. Um, there's no nether in the game. There's there's a work table, but it only does it only scales things size smaller. So if you make something in the workshop, it's once you're in the workshop, it's giant because the blocks are pretty big in that game. And once you scale it down, it just makes it smaller. So it only takes up one block. It's hard to explain it, but once you scale it down in the workshop, the uh, the thing that you make is only one block size. So instead of being, let's say, it's eight blocks high, eight blocks wide, that'll all scale down into one. So if you want to make like a chair, for say that, you can go in the workshop and make a chair, and it'll and so it's basically like a decoration, I guess you could say making decorations in the workshop. Um, cool thing about that game is there's things called spleef fights. S-P-L-E-E-F. And uh, it was basically like freeze tag, really. Um, you could you would like run around the map and you could 
shoot the person, freeze them, and then someone would unfreeze them. Um, also, a cool thing is if in the game it's also like Minecraft where like you can share your world, you can have people come in and edit, or you can have it set so they can come visit but they can't edit it. Okay. And uh, so a cool thing they added was the ban hammer. So like if you want your friends to come and play, you can have it set to visit only or visit and edit. And um, if someone else, some random person joins your world and decide that they're going to destroy everything that you create, you can just go hit them with a ban hammer and they're gone. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, also... I, you, I remember you joining random people when you played that. You could just join anyone that had an open world, which was cool. Yeah, and also cool about that game is your vote, your world could get voted. And once you got, like, a lot of votes, and it would be, like, a common world to go to. Say you just went to the server board, um, you could find someone's world that has a bunch of votes. And it's really cool to do that because, say, someone has a lot of work done in their world, and it's a lot of, like, cool, say, 8-bit art or something like that, which is really cool in the game that people make... Uh, or like buildings that people have made or cities um, uh, my one friend I go to school with he did make a really cool thing on there it was um, it's basically just like a huge arena and I don't know it just had like 8 bit wall art all over the walls and it was really cool to go see that it's the hockey arena right? oh yeah I made that on mine was a oh, hockey arena that, yeah but he just made a it was like a giant arena with a bunch of 8-bit art on the wall. Oh, that's sweet, yeah. And I remember you bought, you got this game, this was before Minecraft Xbox 360 edition came out. Yeah. So this was kind of what you had, because you don't have a PC to play on. I don't play Minecraft either, um, but this is, you didn't have a PC to play on, so this was kind of like your way to play Minecraft, which was cool. And they did, they did update the game a lot, right? So there was a lot of oh, yeah, they had to deal with, yeah. From the beginning of the game, I bought it, I bought the game whenever it basically just came out on Xbox, and uh, at first it was very bare and very minimum stuff you could really do but now they have it upgraded so much that you could you can spawn water in spots um there's a bunch of lanterns well, okay. you can put in like For different colored or... lanterns yeah like lights uh basically torches uh it just Sweet. really is upgraded ever since the beginning of the game which i think is really cool what they've done yeah they add to it uh, and if you would like to get Fortress Craft, it is called Fortress Craft Chapter 1. Yeah. Xbox Live Indie Game. Yeah, that is 240 points, which what, translates to, what, like $2? $2, $2.50? Um, 1,200 points is 15 bucks, right? 800 yeah. points is 10 bucks. So It's not that much, and it's bucks. worth it. If yeah, you're just so looking for a game to bucks. take up time, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so that's Fortress Craft Chapter 1 on, what was it, Xbox Live Indie Game. And if, unless you have something else, I think we can close up here because we have gone kind of long. We're about a half hour right now. you have anything else, or I think we're good? Nope. Pretty good? Okay, yeah. So I hope you guys have enjoyed our ramblings. Just kind of, like I said, wanted to do a more informal, just kind of talking about stuff this week with Mikey G. So that is pretty much it for now. So thank you for tuning in. Again, this was Episode 7 of A Secret to Everybody. I'm Ben. That was Mikey G. Uh, I give him a big thanks for coming this week. That was really great. I'm glad to see him. I'm glad he's feeling better after his surgery, and we hope he gets better really soon. And Mikey G is on Twitter. His username is at MikeyG16. That's M-I-K-E-E-G-E-E-16, <laughs> if you would like to follow him. I will link that in the notes. 
Uh, sorry, that, that G-E-E was away when Pee-wee Herman and Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is one of our favorite movies. We'll talk about that some other time, hopefully. Uh, he's spelling his name when he's on the radio trying to find his bike. He goes, that's Pee-wee Herman. P-E-E. Like, no one knows how to spell Pee-wee. Anyway, great movie. If you haven't seen it, we'll talk about that some other time. But anyway, I will link Mikey G's Twitter in the notes if you'd like to see that. And I will definitely have to do some more episodes with him in the summer because it was really great doing this. And when I'm not at college in about a month, I'll be home for the summer and we'll be able to do some shows together. Because I'm really excited for doing more episodes of the show in the summer when I have a little bit more time to think of some ideas and stuff. So if you have nothing else, Mikey G, anything else to say, parting to the fans? Uh, I just want to thank you, Ben, for having me on the show. Oh, great. It was really awesome. That was awesome, man. Enjoyed it. So, yeah, if, if you have nothing else, we're pretty much done. And our outro this week is Cluster Block by Fox Synergy. He's the same guy that wrote the Recall of the Shadows that we had a couple weeks back, so he's really awesome. I thank him for this. It was from opengameart.org. I will link that in the notes so you can check his music out because it's really great. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining in.